brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, we are back here in 2023. Uh, this is a new year, uh, and it's going to be a new style of show that we're going to have coming to you. We, Well, you talked about it a lot uh, at the end of last year, uh, and coming now two weeks back, we were back in the saddle. And, uh, Matt, what is our show going to look like going forward, uh, you know, I guess for the foreseeable future? Well, Derek, first of all, uh, no less than five people mentioned to me uh, during the breaks, like, hey, uh, Matt, we're, we're all busy. Who do you think you are changing up my Tuesday and Friday uh, typical you know, podcast? What am I going to listen to? Stuck in Memphis, I, Exactly. I heard several of those, uh, hey, man, what are you doing, man? That's what I do is I get in the car and I listen to you guys. And uh, if your first thing to do uh, on Tuesdays is to listen to Matt and Derek's goofy show That's awesome. about Hernando, thank you, first thank of all. You. We do appreciate you uh, doing that. But um, you may want to check yourself and uh, figure out there's other things. Don't turn on Memphis radio because it's absolutely uh, miserable. <laughs> no, it is no. awful, awful, awful. Hey, yeah, no, so Derek. so Yeah, yeah Memphis radio. I know this is a quick aside. It has nothing to do. It's not even on the outline we discussed. Matt, when they go to a commercial break and they have some kind of guy fill in some kind of corny dad joke, is that the worst thing on just regular radio? As the person who's in charge of the dad jokes for the UTW podcast, I, I don't know if I'm able to say that. No, you say it in like in the conversation. Correct, yeah. This is where it's like oh, yeah. song ends and they're like, yeah. you know, I was riding to school today in blank and it's like, yeah. Just either go to commercial or go to the next song. Why does that have to be in there if you're promoting nothing? It is tough to listen to. And I, we made the joke before. Does the river take – do they let their people go during the like, – do those people go on unemployment in <laughs> November and December? That's a good question. You I mean, I don't hit, know. You just hit the Christmas playlist. That's it. Throw in some commercials, and, and that's good. Christmas playlist, uh, talk about Denstals and yeah. whatever, and, and move on. So, yeah, Derek, as you mentioned, our show is going to be different for 2023. Really working on some things. Uh, pay attention to our February 3rd show. That's where we're going to have some changes, some neat things that Derek and I are working on. Derek, I've sent a couple of emails uh, about our show, and um, let's just say I've had to send emails across the pond, and we're going to see if those come back and what that response looks like. And uh, that's going to, yeah. So uh, I'll just tease that right there. And um, so new show, different thing. Every Friday, again, we're not going to preview the Auburn meeting. We'll review the Auburn meeting. We're not going to preview a lot of games. We'll review a number of games, all that kind of stuff. So just a little bit different. Uh, we're no biz- busier than anybody else in Hernando, Mississippi. However, we do you know, choose this as a hobby and a good time and something we enjoy doing, and uh, we'd like to continue that to uh, to be the case. So that's what it's going to look like, and we appreciate you going on this journey for 2023. Really excited about it. And uh, if you'd like to advertise or work with us here at the UTW Podcast, please email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com uh, you may notice a few of our advertisers are deciding to go in a different direction that's perfectly fine so there are some spots available to work with us in 2023 under the water tower info at gmail.com or simply find Derek uh, most people know how to find us whether it be at Cadence Bank or here at Mobile Cars and Vans I must just simply stop by and visit with us and uh, talk to us about advertising on the UTW podcast but Derek really looking forward to it can't wait had a wonderful uh, Christmas time we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in just a minute and so instead we won't have like 
like you, it, our outline says, we're not going to have the fact of the week. We're going to have the fact of the month. That's right. We're not going to have our words from the weekend. Uh, maybe we end up having, hey, what is – maybe we have a segment about, hey, what's happened since our last show, yeah. you know, locally or in our each other's lives. Because so many people that listen to our show know us, care about us, and, and definitely love our families and, and want us to uh, to be well and be, be good. So that might be some different things, but uh, – can't wait. Excited about the future of the UTW podcast. We're, we're going to put, the, as you said, the fact of the month now will be once a month, probably in the middle, yeah. that, that second or third show of the month. And then the other thing is shout-outs that we used to give you every Friday. Uh, you listen to the show on a Friday. They will still happen since we're only doing this once a week, but they'll be at the end of the show. So we will have any reminders of any events coming up for that weekend or if, you know, oh, oh the upcoming week, like there's some kind of big event happening on a Thursday night the next week, we'll go ahead and put it on the, the, the Friday show before. So things like that. Be listening at the end. Uh, there's not much going on right now for this weekend, so we probably won't have a shout-out other than maybe our, the one that we're involved with uh, at the end of this show, but that's where the shout-out portions will be that will be at the end of the show before we sign off. Well, and Derek, maybe just because those nonprofits are nonprofits, that doesn't mean we have to be. Can we? That's right. <laughs> so that's right. We do. We <laughs> We can move your uh, shout-out up to as, as often as you want. I'm kidding, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm, you want to be a sponsor of the show with your shout-out, we, 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 can, we can put it uh, yeah. right after the uh, Couch of Mobile yeah. Reads. We are, we're kidding, of course. We uh, thank to all those uh, wonderful nonprofits in Hernando that make such a big difference. But, Derek, one thing, as over the next last two or three weeks when we were discussing the changes, one particular sponsor that I'm very excited uh, is sticking with us, very excited it's going to work with us for our third year, is our presenting sponsor, Mr. Brian Couch with Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses now over 68 years of combined real estate experience. They are the top producing team when it comes to residential real estate in North Mississippi. They've been the number one team in North Mississippi for 13 years. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available whenever you need them. They were also recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. They can tell you all about your zip code, tell you about your neighborhood, tell you how fast houses are moving in your neighborhood, on your street, within a mile radius. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from your realtor in 2022. We are so excited that Brian and Terry are partnering with us for another year of the UTW Podcast. We cannot do this without them. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's going to take care of anywhere in the Mid-South. If you're looking for your dream home in the DeSoto County area, reach out for the best. Brian and Terry with Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, in 2023, please remember, every home needs a couch. Also glad to partner up for 2023 with our studio sponsor, Mobile Cars and Vans. Derek, it's almost like we have a direct line to the owner of Mobile Cars and Vans that we can uh, get this lined up. I think we know him pretty well. <laughs> we know him quite well. He's got a great voice. He's got a great voice. I don't know if you know the owner of Mobile Cars and Vans, but he's ready to help you, and he's got a great voice. Mobile Cars and Vans, located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce. Give us a call at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Cars and Trucks, 
passenger vans, we are starting to fill up for spring break. If you're traveling for the summer, please reach out to us. If you're thinking about taking a trip somewhere, maybe you have enough people for a minivan and you're like, oh, let's just get a minivan from Enterprise or one of the big companies. I'm telling you, give us a call. Let us talk to you about our nine and 10 passenger vans. You're going to have a much better and more comfortable time. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. Ready and excited to kick off 2023 mobile cars and vans. Derek with Joe, and we gave you the description of what the new show is going to be like. Really excited about it. Something that you and I have been working on for a while. Again, first show in February. There will be some changes that I think people will enjoy. And I had no less than 10 people mention to me over the holiday, hey, man, are really ready for that next podcast? Ready for that next podcast? So uh, we do appreciate those texts that came our way. And, and thank you for being a loyal listener. Derek, your Christmas break for 2022-23, New Year's, et cetera, was, uh, was, was good? It was, it was great. Uh, you know, we took off, I guess, the last show was on the 23rd, uh, and so we posted that on the 23rd. And then after that, we, um, you know, had the Christmas with the in-laws, basically. They're, they're here in town, did that. Had a wonderful church service, uh, which uh, saw you there. And, and just a, I mentioned it on the show before, that week before. It is my favorite service of the year. We did the silent night. It was awesome. Uh, did that. And then headed to Natchez uh, the day after Christmas. Uh, spent uh, two nights down there and came back on a Wednesday and then basically Thursday, Friday of that week, I took that whole week off. So Thursday, Friday, going into new year, Saturday, uh, just really did uh, just some stuff around the house, but it was nice to sleep in a little bit. Uh, it was nice to be able to, you know, go to the gym a little later. It was nice to be able to, you know, we started taking Christmas down new year's weekend. So just stuff like that, got everything done. So, you know, when uh, work started back this week, really hit the ground running, um, able to catch up on some movies, some TV shows, uh, I actually went and saw a movie by myself. Uh, what movie? I, Babylon. Babylon. Okay. And let me tell you something. Is that any good? <laughs> it's something. It is. If you've so never. you're not saying good or bad. It's something. It is. It, there are there are parts that are good, but I'll say this. It is unlike any movie you've ever seen. Okay. Um, it is three hours long, three yeah. hours and eight minutes long. So you are there. You will definitely get your $12 worth to go into a matinee. But uh, it's it's a. It's different. There are some extremely good parts. There were some parts I really liked. And there are other parts that are just absolutely just bat crazy yeah. i mean i'm just uh but again i'm glad i saw it it's one of those things like okay i saw that movie i will never forget that movie and uh that type of thing but i mean if you're going to say was it you know good for the entire three hours no right but it was something i won't forget so did that uh watch some streaming shows some streaming movies just something i don't really have a chance to do and it was really good to uh you know to watch some stuff that i had been i've been reading about wanting to catch up on and actually uh, also finished a book um, did so, you talk to your family at all? Did y'all see each other? Oh, yeah, we saw each other. <laughs> uh, you know, some of this was done. And, of course, there was football on constantly as background sure. until the semifinal games, which were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It really uh, is amazing how, as a family, I mean, it's sad, I guess, but as a family, the amount of different ways to entertain yourselves, whether it be on your phone, whether it be your, your TV, whether it be a book or whatever, you can kind of separate and, and realize you haven't talked to each other in a little while, and everybody's been totally fine. Which, I mean, like you know, they had stuff to do. They had they had New Year's Eve plans. You know, they Allie had a couple basketball games over the break. I mean, there was stuff that's happening. And but at the same time, yeah, I, I was able. To, like, I could go. They were upstairs gaming or doing whatever or out of the house. And so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna sit here and watch this thing that I've been wanting to watch. That was especially with my with my son home. You know, it's basically he'll be downstairs, sports on, just home. Yes, and sir. it's just again, it's just background noise. Hey, I look at the thing, and the, but we really actually sat and watched the semifinal games because they were so good, so entertaining. Actually, had something behind it, which 
thank goodness that they're going to 12 teams, so then more bowl games will have meaning behind them. Uh, but anyway, it was a, it was a great break, really refreshed, and it's just it's my favorite time of the year right at the end when you have those two or three days after the families are seen and everything's kind of being put away just to sit and breathe uh, and just really focus on the next year ahead. And uh, So, yeah, it was a good break. How about yours? Yeah, I think January may be my favorite month because I do get excited about the, the future, mm-hmm. excited about the next year, um, being in sales for the last 20 years. So many people just stop answering the phone, stop buying stuff, Stuff, just stop doing anything until about about Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving so sales typically plummet and you know things don't happen well now we're in a business that is kind of year-round you never know when things might pop up to be able to assist and work I mean we delivered uh, three sets of vans today to private schools in Memphis which is good that's become a good part of our business so you know I like to serve those people but uh, you know I, I love January because it really is the new year and you get to kick some things off uh, before I tell you how mine was and it, it was great Derek I, before I tell you my daughter had a 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. Wilson had a 16th birthday. And before our next show, your son, Bo Big Lane, will turn 19 as well. That's right. And so uh, just a lot going on. A lot of people celebrating. And, and again, uh, you know, Wilson gets his driver's license tomorrow. So awesome. while, while some people are listening to this show, he will be uh, doing the driver test, which I think consists of uh, driving around the park a lot now. I mean, it's uh, – that's how little and quick because the people are supposed to get right back inside yeah. so fast. How little they drive, actually. Um, but, you know, he's going to do the, the little driver's tests and, and be ready to go and excited to uh, hand the keys um, to my old car to him, which, uh, you know, good old, good old, good old. Um, when Hannah Grace had the car, it actually did uh, the power steering was a struggle. Mm. And so she called it uh, Chewy because it made the sound from Star Wars. Oh, the wow. actual legit sound. <laughs> if I could do it, there's no reason to do it right now, but that sound. So they called it Chewy. <laughs> So I've, I've had it repaired quite a bit. I had my guy come and detail it that does all of our car washes. And, uh, you know, again, it's a rite of passage to uh, get a hand-me-down car, yeah. and uh, it's exciting time. But that's been going on. Had a great time. Went to New Albany. Had a wonderful time with, with the family there. Then when all the snow came in and the, uh, the ice and everything, we hustled down to Louisiana. We were down, down there from the 26th to the 30th. I mentioned on last the last show, uh, the 27th is the five-year anniversary of my dad passing away. So good to be with my family and be with them during that time. And, uh, you know, it's pretty quiet. My brother was able to spend some time with us with the funeral home being a bit slow. Um, you know, you can make a joke there if you'd like. But uh, – <laughs> Um, I, it's it's a great time. Get to see friends and family, but then you get to kick off 2023 with school starting back, the start of a new year, and the start of um, you know a bunch of different resolutions and stuff like that that we, we're going to talk about here in just a little while. So I know we've run a little bit long, but yes, wonderful time. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone out there um, you know that list, has listened to our show, cares about us, and we really appreciate it and look forward to uh, a wonderful uh, new year. Ready to get started. And again, starting about the new uh, I guess the outline, the style of the show that we have, and really excited to get into this new year and see what it brings. Yeah, and, and there, before we turn our attention to Alderman, two two big things that happened since our last show. Um, DeMar Hamlin, the football player for the Buffalo Bills, of course, everybody knows what we're talking about, and I think that is beginning to, to take a turn in a good direction. Sounds that, like it. That yeah. it's going you know, well. Everybody knows what I'm talking about there. Uh, and then, Derek, I saw a couple of specials. Somebody that you have a daughter, I have a daughter, so we, I think, take for granted, took for granted, while we were growing up, was Miss Barbara Walters. Um, yeah, that what, had a wonderful thing on the CBS Sunday morning for her. CBS Sunday morning yeah. was good. ABC 2020, they had a whole special for her. Uh, I love trailblazers. I love people that have never done something. The fact that she was the first newscaster as a man or woman to earn a million dollars was tremendous. That was awesome. It was absolutely tremendous. I mean, hired in 1961 to be a part of a news anchor situation. You want to talk about there being male chauvinists now? <laughs> 
1961. She was I she was asked to imagine. serve drinks at the at the after like the after after shows. They showed a couple things where she was having to wear like cocktail waitress attire yeah. to serve drinks yeah. as she was starting out. And she was actually one of the hosts. Yes, she was only able to when she was hired as a writer. She was only able to write for women. That's right. And then as she became a co-host with another man, she was allowed to speak after he had uh, asked right. three uh, questions, That's you know. Right. So they didn't take her serious and all this stuff and then and then so to watch go watch the 2020 it's uh, 2020 Our Barbara is what it, what it is. It was really really good. Um again, I love trailblazers. I love people that do something like that and just say Come hell or high water, I'm going to be good at this, and that's what she did. I mean, we forget Derek something that you and I grew up with, or as we're getting into high school and college. I mean, Monica Lewinsky, the 19, 74 million people watched that interview. That interview. Yes, she did it, and they give a behind the scenes look a little bit in the our Barbara thing for 2020, how that went down, and how she, you know, most people call and negotiate a lot of stuff for these people to get them on the on the air barbara walters did a lot of that stuff herself mm-hmm. and would call and, and and be the person to do all the negotiating so again she was um you know i mean she did create the view which has become that was a 97 you believe that was it was 97. a 97 and let me tell you when barbara walters left it is a cuckoo show now it yeah, no, it was it was good when she was on there, and and it, of course when she left the Today Show, I think like in seventy, she started you know, the Today Show, and when she left to do the the uh, other show, I guess ABC or CBS with that guy you were talking about, right? Um, you know, Jane Pauley took her place, right? Sure. So I mean, these were, I mean, these, I mean, her her lineage on the Today Show is, is I mean, those are right. just fantastic. I mean, just powerful women who have followed her, but it was it was because of her. But yeah, the View in '97, that first that first View cast or whatever you want to call it, was amazing. Well, and and. I mean, Barbara Walters in nineteen seven, like so, she died at ninety three, and Jane Pauley was seventy three. Yeah. So she, you don't, you don't realize that she's twenty years her yeah. junior, right? So she was doing all these things in her thirties, even forties. Uh, this this trailblazing that she was doing. So, um, I mean, again, go go watch it. I enjoyed the twenty twenty thing where they talked about a lot, a lot of different stuff, and you know, in today's world, it's a totally different world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's so many co hosts that are female. There's so many power players on TV that are female, and it all is due to Barbara Walters. So, uh, you know, ninety three years old and just um, you know, left a heck of a legacy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let's move forward into 2023, and part of that, Derek, is going to be an early Alderman meeting that has already happened in 2023. Go ahead and tell us all about the Alderman meeting. Not a lot of stuff coming out, but a few things that we're going to talk about for 2023. Well, Matt, uh, thank you to the Alderman for having a 11-minute meeting for the first meeting of the year. Actually, actually it was probably more like 15 or 20. Uh, the Everything through the personnel docket was not recorded. Uh, it just when you when you turn on the recording on YouTube, immediately Joe Frank Lauderdale is staring at the camera and is talking, <laughs> and so kind of had to backtrack. I've kind of filled in a little bit. So all the uh, the consent agenda, which we kind of skip anyway, the personal docket, all that is off camera. So there was only about eleven minutes on camera, which was nice. Not too early to say this. They did approve the Christmas parade being Monday, December fourth. Which uh, will be postponed until Monday, December 11th. <laughs> go ahead and make plans for yeah, that. Yeah, line up at 5.30 and the parade beginning at 6.30. So go ahead and put that on your calendars right now. December 4th, 2023 will be your Hernando Christmas Parade. Now, there was only really two things that was discussed during this meeting. The first was the approval by the board to advertise for bids for the Hernando Mackinville Sidewalk Project upon MDOT's approval. Now, this is not... 
the part north of 269 that's going with the asphalt. This is from Commerce Street to the high school on the west side of the road. So we know that the linear park goes from basically Walmart all the way to now 269 uh, on the east side. But on the west side, they're going to put a sidewalk basically from Walgreens past the daycare, past the apartments, to the uh, to the high school. Is this because the kids won't simply get over to the linear park? Can we talk about <laughs> I seriously? I, I see tons of them walk in the grass. It's like, hey, there's a sidewalk right over there. Yeah, they don't want to jump across the three lanes to go and wow. I guess go back over. So now they'll have a sidewalk, make it safe for everybody that's living in the apartments. Anybody, I guess, I don't know why you'd be dropped off at Walgreens to walk up, but <laughs> maybe, you know, I tell you what, with the line backed up <coughs> to sure. the bank, maybe they are dropping kids off. Hey, look, you can get on the sidewalk right there and take off. Maybe anyway, so. but uh, that is being done. Of course, a lot of this is by an MPO money. This will be all the way to the baseball fields. We'll give sidewalks on both sides of the road. A question was asked if there was a long-term plan to expand McInvale width-wise in the next five years because, hey, look, if we're going to widen McInvale, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'd be in favor of putting a sidewalk in now that's just going to be busted up. And the mayor said it was more like the next 10 years. Right. There is no application or funds at the MPO in the near future for that project. And Alderman Miller mentioned that the land acquisition alone would be a nightmare. So, if you're hoping to get, you know, McInerville from three lanes to five lanes in the next decade, uh, it looks like that's not going to happen. So they went ahead and approved that sidewalk, uh, the bids to go out for that sidewalk project. But it did help to go ahead and take out 14 acres worth of trees, correct? Well, that yeah, would have helped. I, I, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I mean taking out that many down. trees, you know, we don't have to worry about that now. So <laughs> when we expand, uh, less trees in that one spot. <laughs> Just that one spot. <laughs> The only other thing, uh, item that's really worth mentioning uh, that was on there is the animal shelter change ordered that was tabled from the uh, December 20th meeting. So what the mayor did, he read the change order from the top. So he started at the top. The dirt work to start off was $600 under budget. So there was savings with the dirt work. There's $57,000 catio donor. For the, those of y'all don't know that, yes, that is taking the word cat and patio and combining it into catio. I have no comment there. So the catio donor, who who originally had donated $57,000 to have a catio at this new shelter, do you changed think, their Do you mind. think the person that created the word catio is single? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hey, remember we talk all the time about dogs in, in flaps, and yeah. they're usually smaller dogs? I saw a lady with a dog... That dog had to have weighed eighty pounds in her in her lap. That is completely. That's unbelievable. That's just. It was unbelievable. Hey, now you're not a dog murderer. Like you're, it, that's worse than drinking and driving. I, <laughs> I don't understand. That dog was about eighty pounds. That, I thought. I, I thought to myself, Wow! Not only is that a dog, a big dog. That's a fat dog in your lap. That's like a twelve year old in your lap. Yeah. Like that's not no. Okay. Yeah. She and I are not friends. No. <laughs> the uh, catio donor changed her mind and is shifting that money to buy cat cages and the cat condos. And a washer and dryer that are inside, <laughs> that are inside. So again, no more catio because the, the they kind of had some discussion. You know, if we put these uh-huh. cats and they're in a patio and they're all sharing it, it's just nothing but cat fights. Right, I mean, we're, not fights. No we're not talking about the soccer fields. We're not talking about the soccer fields. We're talking about cat fights. Um, so she's going to move that to cat cages, cat condos, washers and dryers. This is not part of the bid. So again, this is not part of it's the bid. Donated money it has nothing to do. Donated with money. It. The kennel walls that were recommended. We talked about these last time. Instead of having uh, chain link fences on the runs, they're going to put concrete walls. There will be 17 wall kennels. The sinks would be removed uh, inside. These the stainless steel sinks that they're going to purchase. Those are now going to be removed. That will help offset some of that charge. But that charge is fifteen thousand dollars. The dumpster enclosures are $19,000. Of course, that was something that was just left off. Has to be done. That's going to be paid for by donor money. Paid by the donor, so not part of the change. Okay. Uh So we're still not spending more money. Still not spending more money. Mill work uh, on the lab and laundry. 
Uh, that that was a, was a change order there. All cabinets that are added as part of the contract. So remember, we discussed this. So instead of buying uh, separate cabinets to install after the fact, the cabinets that will be built into the wall, the built-in cabinets, will now be part of the Cerberus contract. They have to increase the cost of the contract because of that, but they're being paid for by the donation. So the people that had donated money to buy cabinets will now, yes, the contract will go up, but the money that was going to be put toward the cabinets well, I'll set that cost, you know, evenly. I'm noticing uh, a pattern, Derek. It's, yeah. uh, we'll get there in a second, but it's looking more and more like no more taxpayer money went up. That's correct. Okay. The contract is going up, but no extra cost. Computers, furniture, etc. once this is completed, which they do expect it to be completed by February, will also be paid for by donations. Now, the initial bid of the contract was 855563 The new change order with everything just mentioned is $921,090. All additional expenses are paid for by donations, that are there, but they have to be run through the contract and zero dollars, zero new dollars, excuse me, to taxpayers or, and they are also not increasing the loan. Right. So, so and these are rough estimates. These are. <laughs> this is this is where we are. So this is not going to cost me any more money. Not going to cost you any more money. They're not going to uh, again get a larger loan. This is so basically the what we're looking at seventy thousand ish dollars will be paid for from the donations that have been given throughout the years for this uh, animal shelter. The mayor does not expect any other change orders since the building is almost complete. Again, they do expect completion sometime the first of February. Uh, the change orders that were mentioned read right. uh, during the meeting will be made part of the public record. It will be put in the minutes. So once the minutes are posted on the air, you can go there and scroll through everything that the mayor said on there and that the alderman asked questions about. Even with all this, uh, even with the, the uh, knowing exactly where the money was going to, where it was coming from, and the fact that it's going to be on public record so everybody could see, hey, we're not spending any more of your tax dollars, it was still approved only five and, by five to two. Alderman Miller and Alderman Wicker voted no, and I'm speculating, again, this is me speculation, I've not talked to either one of them, that the dissent on having to do the project as a whole, so they're still saying the fact that this is costing us a million dollars to have an animal shelter in Hernando, we're still voting against that fact, not against necessarily what these change orders are saying, because I hope that they would not vote no since it's not costing any more money, uh, but again, that, there was a 5-2 to two vote, it did pass, uh, but with a five to two vote, and doesn't need a supermajority five to two, four to three done. It's fine. I mean, yeah, if that's what they want to do, that's neither here nor there because it's happening and we're moving forward. And, and, and we're uh, literally four weeks away from yeah, being done. four yeah. weeks away, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, when you look at animal shelters in Mississippi, is there like a magazine? I bet there's like a claw. I bet there's like a magazine or something we can probably do. Try to find that. Just saying. I mean, like you know, shelter, shelter Ill- illustrated. As you said, 11 minutes on the YouTube channel. Love that. So two times in a row, the YouTube channel has not exactly been correct. I, I, I mean, I, like, I, I saw 11 minutes. I was like, all right. I was getting ready to watch the prayer, the pledge. No, no, no. Joe Frank right there staring at you and like, oh, okay, we missed. And then realized, oh, a good spot because we would have skipped all that anyway. Yeah, okay, good deal. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen for going ahead and uh, starting 2023 with an early meeting, getting things kicked off. Uh, look forward to, you know, again, we will always review the meetings. We will no longer preview the meetings. You can find those. I think a couple of different aldermen put that on their Instagram, put that on their Facebook pages to show uh, their constituents the agenda each and every uh, you know meeting uh, that we have. So thank you to them for doing that. But if you want to see what the agenda has, go find it, go look for it. And then if you want to watch the meetings every Tuesday, YouTube, and then uh, just look up City of Fernando, Mississippi, and you'll be able just to find it. And that. subscribe to it. I mean, you can get yeah, alerts. Sure, it's right if there. you have alerts on your phone, it'll come in your phone. It's just, it's really easy. Like you said, Eric, subscribe to it. Uh, but something in Hernando, if you need uh, a prescription, 
you got something else to tell us about, some things that people thought 23 was uh, moving pretty quickly. Might have to slow down a bit. Tell us about that. No, but, and we're not. We're never going to, you know, we, we have a thing on here. If, if you're not advertising with us, we're not going to give any kind of pub to you know, any private company. Sure. Uh, we, we do, we'll support all the nonprofits all day long. Uh, but there was a uh, kind of a thought, a I guess kind of an announcement um, that there would be the first dispensary uh, in DeSoto County would be opened starting next week. Uh, that may not be the case. Um, the fact that the... It, there's been a lot of publicity, a lot of people talking, hey, this is coming, this sort of thing. Uh, it's you know, supposed to happen next week, but that opening date, uh, they cannot determine that themselves. The Mississippi Department of Revenue is in charge of determining when medical cannabis dispensaries can open, and the department has yet to announce an opening date. Another factor in determining when dispensaries can be opened is that the Department of Revenue can announce an opening date until the Mississippi State Department of Health deems the product is safe enough to be dispensed. So issues in testing products have been the biggest holdup on why you don't, you know, again, this was to take a plate this year that was passed by the uh, legislature last year. So you think, hey, it's January 1st, they're going to be wide open, I'm going to get my uh, my my medical marijuana card and be ready to buy not the case yet uh, patients who come to dispensaries will have gone through a licensing and will encounter more regulations as they purchase their cannabis now the dispensary will need to see the id card so if you have it they have not been mailed yet so if, if you've applied for it they've approved 1322 patients as of december 30th but again these cards have not been received by those patients yet uh, and the, the emailing the uh, patients that are dispensary cards to be printed or put digitally on their phones again has not happened as of you know this reporting uh, well and as, as of this reporting Derek the only way to get medical marijuana in Mississippi is you have to page them <laughs> you gotta you gotta page their beeper you gotta, the, you gotta look for the uh, shoes on the, on, the, the, on the high wire shoes on the high wire yeah. you gotta page them send them send them your so look just look for a pager number on facebook and that's how you can get your medical marijuana until your card comes in yeah now i do expect the dispensaries <laughs> to be open maybe sometime this month they are mandated to go through about 10 hours of courses to be able to help the patient uh, every year they will have to renew a certain amount of the hours as well now they're about a hundred certified practitioners now these are not the patients themselves these are the practitioners the doctors uh, who are ready to certify their patients seeking medical cannabis uh, for any kind of the debilitating medical conditions the 30 practitioners are listed on the alliance's websites who are ready and are actually able to certify patients so there are a hundred there 30 of them are already listed on the website the dispensaries that have been uh, issued licenses by the Department of Revenue are now listed in a downloadable spreadsheet so go to the Department of Revenue's website you can find those dispensaries that have been issued their licenses again they can't sell them yet the listing includes six in DeSoto County, including the one, again, in Hernando that kind of kicked off this thing saying, hey, we're opening next week. So you'll probably be seeing more about that. I know people are a lot of three-fourths, three according to the vote, people are for this. There are some, some people that are still groaning about the fact that this is coming. It is coming. Don't know if it'll be next week. And, again, if you're interested in this, go to the Department of Revenue website, find out how to get licensed how, and, or where to find the uh, practitioners in case this is something that you may need because of, again, the, I think there was like 20 items that you could try to qualify to become uh, a, ma a medical marijuana recipient. Well, Derek, thanks for giving us all that information. As you mentioned, we don't necessarily you know, talk about businesses uh, per se by the their name here on the UTW podcast, but uh, if they think they're opening on Monday uh, and it's not going to happen, that's, that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal, absolutely a big deal deal and um you know very interesting to see and we'll update you on all those things something we're going to do in just
just a minute is we're going to review our predictions from our show this time last year. We're going to review our predictions, and medical marijuana is in that, and look forward to uh, covering that again in just a few moments. And look, we talk all the time about government and political stuff. Uh, part of the government is going to be candidates for elected officials and elected positions, and this past Tuesday was the first time that you could do what for next November's county elections. Tell us about that. All right, so the qualifying period for candidates to officially have their name on the ballot in the August primary election began Tuesday. Now, of course, the primaries are in August. The general election will be in November. A number of candidates made their way in the first hour to the circuit clerk's office of the DeSoto County Courthouse in Hernando to complete the paperwork and pay the filing fee to be on the ballot in August. Some candidates, again, want to be the first. There are other ones that are have all the way until 5 p.m. on February 1st. So we'll, we'll see. Now, there is a running website. If you want to go, the county, I guess the webpage, has a website or a link, excuse me, that you can click on that shows everybody that has paid the filing fee and has registered to run. Right now, Matt, there are only two. This is as of, I guess, about lunchtime today when I checked it. There are only two offices that currently have more than one person running. Uh, that is the sheriff uh, currently has two people that are running. Uh, and then there is the county supervisor, District 5, are the only two right now that have more than uh, two or, I guess it's only two, two or more running. Uh, everybody else currently is unopposed and or there are two or three seats that have nobody running yet. But again, they have all the way till February 1st to file that. Once that list is closed off, once so whatever show, I think that's the February 3rd show that you kind of teased, talking about our first show in February will be the February 3rd show. Uh, we will have the list for you uh, of the candidates that, again, are applicable to the Lewisburg-Hernando area to be able to vote on for that. We'll go ahead and list them in February. If there are more than one candidate running for a position, we will have those candidates on our show before the August primary. I would assume that 99% of these people are going to be running as Republicans. So that means that the uh, August primary would be the decider of who would be in that position. And so we'll see how that goes. We'll keep you abreast of that and give you those names after the cutoff time, that first show in, in February. As you mentioned, uh, not a political show uh, here with the UTW Podcast. We for sure talk all about the candidates and different things you know, affecting the Lewisburg-Hernando area. Um, we do a really good job of that. Something else affecting Hernando and Lewisburg, Derek, is going to be the legislative session for the state of Mississippi, which did gavel in earlier this week. Give us two seconds about that. The lawmakers gaveled in Tuesday at the Mississippi State Capitol for the start of the 2023 legislative session. The House and Senate will work for 90 days give or take. So again, this is usually done by March 31st. The sign dies usually then. That's what they want it to be. Of course, we've known that sometimes it has to be extended going into April because of uh, bills that are still waiting to be decided on. The, the governor can extend it until uh, such time that they deem it necessary. Uh, but usually it's around March 31st, and they're looking to establish policy pertaining to issues that impact Mississippians. Over the last few months, lawmakers have held hearings with experts on several policy issues that could be debated in this session. Bills have already begun to be filed, and hundreds can be expected uh, before the uh, end of next week. The first deadline is on Monday, January 9th, for any request for the drafting of general bills or constitutional amendments. So I would say probably our show next week, if there's some large uh, topics, some big topics that are coming out, we'll go ahead and start kind of making you aware of them. We don't really talk about them until they actually pass one or both of the houses going to the governor's desk. That's what we did have done the last sure. two years. We'll still do the same thing. If something has passed a house and looks like it will be passed by the Senate with you know, a little negotiation, or especially if it passes both houses going to the governor's desk, we will make you aware of it on this show. And we pay attention to closely to bills that maybe affect DeSoto County 
And we for sure uh, cast a little bit of light on maybe some crazy bills. We've done that as <laughs> well. That, so. Some things that make no <laughs> sense at all. We like to uh, shine a light on that, and we appreciate. Um, we definitely uh, appreciate the legislatures going down and doing those things, doing the uh, state of Mississippi business, and we'll keep you up to speed when it comes to this legislative session, as we've done the last two years. Well, Derek, as I mentioned, if you're interested in advertising with the UTW podcast, email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. But our next advertiser is someone that has worked with us for a long time. They jumped right in. We know all the dentists involved. We know a lot of the staff. We know a lot of the wives that are involved when it comes to uh, this business, and they just do a wonderful job. The official dentist of the UTW podcast, DeSoto Family Dental Care. Tell us all about that, Derek. Well, Matt, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years, almost like closer to 65 years now, of combined dental experience with Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter, who are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. We want to say uh, thank you to Dr. Paroli, Dr. Trotter, Dr. Seymour for believing in us, for uh, sponsoring us again for another year. And also for, I guess, especially uh, Dr. Uh, Trotter, his help over the holidays, uh, did a wonderful job with the uh, crew Santa Parade, crew caravan, of course, also Dr. Paroli. Uh, they are, are going to, again, sponsor our crew Mardi Gras ball, so they're going to be sponsored to that. So just a really wonderful uh, influence, a wonderful uh, asset for this community. They're just a wonderful business, a good group of people. Their staff is polite and kind and nice and eager to help others, and uh, they just do a wonderful job. And Dr. Seymour laid the groundwork for that, then Dr. Paroli, and then Dr. Trotter as well. Here in our next segment, I'm going to predict DFDC is going to have a wonderful year because that's what they know how to do. That's what they do. That's what they know how to do. What's your prediction for the fight? Prediction? Yes, prediction. That leads us into, as we talked about on our last show, Derek, we mentioned you listened to the first show of 2022, and you wrote down all of our predictions, what you and I talked about. We're going to revisit those, and then we're going to put out or cast out some new predictions that we have, both local, state-related, and national-related when it comes to me and you and our thoughts on the UTW podcast. So, Derek, I'll go ahead and start. Local prediction for me for 2022, and I was really, really close, was Matt said the Lady Tigers will repeat as softball champions and they came so close, losing by one game in the state title, uh, two out of three. Pretty good job on my part. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this: you didn't go too far on a limb. Uh, they were had a strong team coming back, but uh, you call it. You try to call it. Uh, you were like one game close. Had to go down. Won the first one. Yes. Lost the last two down in Hattiesburg. Uh, there was a lot of complaints about how all the finals seem to be in Hattiesburg this uh, year. Confusing. Or the Hattiesburg yeah, area. I mean, Pedal is about three miles from the stadium. But that's correct. Saying. That's correct. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, you're one game away from getting that prediction. So very good on your part uh, on that prediction. Uh, well, you know, look at me. But uh, I failed on a couple more. But And Derek, yours was a bit different, but still sports-related. What was yours for local predictions for 22? All right, mine was that there would be another project similar in the scope to the Fieldhouse project on the east side of town. Can we uh, just jump in? What a asset that place has become. Oh, I mean, I, I hope that people are listening. I, yeah. I know several people that are listening, hopefully still yes. listening, <laughs> that have their kids playing yes. in the basketball there. Yes. Just love it. Love Absolutely it. love it. Basketball league is run well. 
the the bathrooms and the the parking and the lights at night and all those things. The field house is doing a wonderful job and a great asset to uh, Hernando. Period. So, and my, my prediction was like, look, it's not going to be another sports complex. It's not going to be anything like that. But something of that scope, of that yeah. size, you know, uh, paying those type of um, property taxes. Well, Matt, that would have come true. Uh, if the Board of Aldermen would have approved the industrial building yes. uh, on the Anderson land on Getwell, which, again, is on the east side of town, like yep, I said, yep. but it, they did not. They did not approve that, uh, even though the plan was wonderful, even though right after that approval they or denial, they approved another plan that had or, or, or plat that had no plan at all. Um, again, I digress. Please we go digress. back to that. Uh, <laughs> please go back to that show to listen to that. But this did not come true, so that was a bad prediction on my part, I guess, because it almost came true, did not come true. Therefore, I, I missed on that one. Yeah, Derek, you did uh, miss on that one, but you know it's. Well, I'll mention, I think something on that eastern side of town will happen this year. That's not my prediction, but I think something like that's going to happen on this year. You can only fight commerce off so much. Right. You really can. You can, because, I mean, you have um, zoning for a reason, people that have laid out zoning, and the people that want to build things and open businesses, I mean, my gosh, they're, they're pretty sharp, typically, yeah. and they're going to figure that uh, figure that out. Well, look, my local prediction is going to be fairly simple. I think we're going to get some type of surprise good news for the I-55 exit. For the oh. I-55 interchange, okay. Okay. I know we've been talking about it being maybe 10 years from now. Yep. I can't tell you if it's going to be – heck, it may be, it may be nine, hour, nine years and 11 months. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like 2023 will bring some type of good news between five to eight years on that interchange exit. Uh, from the like the petition, everything that's been talked about, right. the petitions uh, we had, of course, we talked about the uh, leaders, the all the mayors. This is all MDOT. Yes, uh, some of the supervisors had gone down to Jackson and really pushed. Hey, we we need to sure. separate this out as a separate project. Take this out of the you know Goodman all the way down to Hernando of right. uh, six or eight laning and just do this exit first, and then we could try sure. to join in with the rest later on. Well, yeah. I mean, Commerce yeah. Street two sixty nine would just make total sense. Yes, I mean, I mean, it would make total sense. You have. So much more traffic. You have an off-center yeah. uh, Hernando water tower. <laughs> which you think they is, could change that? Oh part that is the, the you know change what? order. We need a change well, order on that water well, tower. Again, hey, I got to say it. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> I've looked at it five or six times in the last week, and every time I look up there, I look up and say, wow, that was some. Um, spacing. Just spacing. I'm going to tell it's you, just dude, spacing. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know how you look at it like if you're hanging a picture or a yes. mirror or something, you knock on the studs? That would have been one time. <laughs> you could have knocked on the water tower. <laughs> And done it a little bit more correct. Just stencil it out. Just, just go look it out. out. Oh my it gosh, it's so bad. It's off bit. by three, four feet. It's yeah. so bad, and it makes a world of difference. My surprise, good news might be that we fix the water tower. That may be what it is. How much do we have to raise money for that? <laughs> Maybe we can do that. Maybe we can get some liquid paper out and get that uh, get that corrected. So yeah, surprise, good news on I fifty five interchange here in Hernando. Instead of it being a decade, I think it's going to move somewhere between five and eight. I think we're going to get some good news there. That is my prediction. What is yours? Hey, my prediction locally for twenty twenty three with the county elections this fall the politics will get noticeably uglier than years past and the election animosity that has been happening on the national level matt will make it down to hernando and we will all be worse for it i, I really think that you're going to see they're going to go from nine percent to ten percent yeah bad they're going to go from nine percent ten percent's too much that's what's going to happen um i hope look i'm hope i'm wrong you're not and i hope that the candidates you know will run on merits and vision correct and not throw knives or bring up other stuff on the other candidates sure i just think there's going to be at least two or three really contentious races uh because of either the number of candidates or because of things that um i, I don't know maybe somebody's to this or to that that's a, I, I i we have not had those t there's been one election that was i would say the mayor election probably either 
the Hernando mayor election probably has been the most contentious that has been in the county mm-hmm. uh, probably the last uh, four years or so. Other than that, they've been pretty uh, very civil. Uh, I just I just have a fear, though, that we're going to be getting a lot of what we've seen on the news. People, it, if they seem to like it, they get clicks or whatever, and I do think that, you, and especially on the, the, the public chat boards, that that will be happening. And maybe I'm hoping the candidates don't have anything to do right. with that, in other words, telling people to do that. Sure. But we'll see. But I do think it's going to be uglier. And, again, we're going to have all the candidates on here for the races that have two or more, and we will not allow it on our show. Uh, we just hope that it, it – I just hope it ain't getting too ugly uh, with these races coming up. Yeah, that's a good prediction. Well, Derek, state uh, for the 2022, my prediction was that some type of medical marijuana will be ready by the end of the year. And, uh, my gosh, I'm almost two for two on this we, we thing. Just, we just talked about yeah. it. It's, yeah, that, that <laughs> was, did happen. That yeah, happened. I was right on that one. And with the first to open sometime in January, notice we didn't say uh, Monday. Because say please Monday. go listen to the last 10 minutes. But, uh, you know, got that one again, medical marijuana. It, it passed in such an overwhelming number that I figured that uh, the legislature was ready to move forward and do what 70 to 80% of the people said they wanted. And sure enough, that's what happened. Derek, looking back on your state prediction from 22, what was yours? Well, I predicted that the income tax would get a lot of momentum to be eliminated but would not pass this year. But I did kind of correct that and I said it would not be completely eliminated if something did get done. And, of course, on that, I was absolutely correct. Uh, I was correct on not eliminating it completely, but incorrect that nothing would get done. So I did. So I guess the first thing that I said, and if you go back and listen to the show, I said it you know, kind of uh, definitively, and then I came back and kind of massaged it to say, no, no, no. There may be something that gets done. It will just not be completely eliminated. So I was right about that. It will be reduced. They're going to work on phasing out the 4% income tax portion of it. So that will be uh, kind of phased out, I think, all the way till 2026, I believe, is the last year that a portion of that that, that uh, state tax will still be uh, on your, I guess, you know, on your taxes. Uh, but uh, it, So, yes, it was talked about. That, of course, correct. There was a phase out of some part of it. I was correct on that. But I was not correct in saying nothing would get done. So, Two-thirds correct? Yeah. I give myself two-thirds for Sort that. of correct. Yeah. yeah. Pat yourself on the back, Derek. So those were our predictions for state uh, state issues in 20, 2022. For 2023, Derek, um, most people may not even know this or have, have gotten this far yet, but um, going to have a rematch when it comes to the state of Mississippi. Uh, Bill Waller is going to challenge uh, Governor Tate Reeves. That's going to be in the Republican primary. That's correct. Right? Uh, Tate Reeves for that. And, and you'll um, probably see another, I mean, McDaniel maybe other people. probably throw his hat in there again. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be, I would say probably three or four. We don't know what the Speaker of the House is going to yeah. be yet. I mean, Gunn is not going to run again for Speaker. Okay. So what will his aspirations be? We shall see. Uh, but uh, again, and then I know that Hoseman is having an event uh, Friday night in Coldwater to make his announcement to what he's going to plan to do. Prediction, and again, I'm sorry to not have much of a prediction, but literally as we're sitting here recording, uh, so many different things are happening nationally with the Speaker of the House. And, uh, you know, this is brand new where Tate Reeves is filing all of his paperwork and Waller and so forth. I'm going to say while it's going to be contentious and it's going to be a bunch of different things, I'm going to predict that Tate Reeves will win a re-election. Okay. I'm going to, that's my prediction. You're not saying you're voting for him. You're I didn't just say saying, that. Yeah, I didn't you're just say that. that. That's but your yeah, prediction. I'm, I'm simply saying I believe Tate Reeves will win re-election because we've talked about a lot of stuff. Again, not a political show, but have no problem saying this. When things are going fairly status quo mm-hmm. or fairly evenly, it's hard to beat the person that, that's in. You know, well, we have four well, typically b- takes like a pandemic to maybe defeat somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have four billion dollars that yes, we're trying yes. to figure out how to spend. Yeah, he has a lot of he has a lot of things right now that he can kind of pound the chest a little bit when it comes to that. So yes, Tate Reeves will be reelected. That is my uh, sure to go wrong prediction for twenty three. I guess. <laughs> go ahead. What's yours? Dan? All right. Well, mine is I guess something to do with the fact that we do have this extra money that he may be 
touting as he's you know running for re-election. The state will look hard, will take a look hard at sending tax refund checks back to residents, Mississippi residents, and it will cause division between the House and the Senate. Now, the House and the Senate are both Republican, or both Republican-ran, or Republican-majority. And so even though that everybody's Republican, I think that you're going to see some that say, yes, we absolutely need to give these people back you know, money. It's an election year. Uh, people need their money back. Sure, and uh, that's uh, that's an easy way to do it pretty quick. We know, I think there's been 20 or so states that have already done this. Right. And so Mississippi was kind of falling. It's not something that would be unusual uh, to other states. But then there will be some that say, no, we just need to completely eliminate the income tax, which I said, you know, taught, that was my top my, my prediction last year. That no, you know, we did part of it. That's great. But we need to see it completely go away. And then I think that you'll see that argument. Do we just give this extra money now that we know is not reoccurring, that is money that the federal government has a one-time gift do we just get rid of that give it back to the taxpayers and let them use the money for sales tax we'll get some of it back because they're going to be buying stuff with that or do we try to eliminate the tax and put that money elsewhere so i think there will be a it will cause division there will be pressure mount to send the checks as rates go up another one percent which we'll get to that in just a second and even with inflation lowering people won't notice that inflation is, is going down because the groceries are still really high and I, I do believe that it's going to cause contention. Matt, I may even say I do think that we will see some type of money given back to Mississippi residents, even in, in the some form amount. of a check yeah. or a rebate on your next year's tax right. return. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And and that makes total sense. I kind of can see what people are talking about when they say we need to give it back to we give it back to the residents. Here's thirty bucks, and it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that that. That's uh, that's that's very interesting. Um, so we'll we'll see what that looks like, and I I can't wait to pay attention and, and see how uh that all comes about. Uh, but but a very good prediction, Derek. All right, let's go to our national predictions for 2022. Uh, I I missed a bit on this. Uh, we mentioned the House uh, of Representatives a moment ago. I said the Republican Party would pick up and would control 60 seats in the House of Representatives, and that the Senate would shift to Republican rule. I missed on that. Yeah. That did not happen. Did not happen. We can talk for hours on why it didn't happen, and um, that's for another show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that did not happen. I missed out on that, Derek, and um, I'm here to say I did. But, Derek, what was your national prediction uh, for 2022 from our first show? Well, technically mine was right, but I'm going to say mine was wrong because it was blown out of the water. So I had said at least two or th- two to three rate increases, uh, interest rate increases in 2022, and the first one would be in March. I was obviously correct, but severely understated it, so I don't know if that counts or not. The first month was April. The first raise was in April, so I was very close on that. Uh, I said Prime would be in the fours by the end of 2022. Uh, That was a miss. Uh, Prime ended at seven and a half uh, at the end of 2022. So, again, I was technically correct. But it's kind of like, you know, I was so so far under, I don't know how I really feel about that. Uh, but that was my prediction for uh, the uh, nationally for 2022. Let's move on to our national predictions for 2023. And what I'm going to say, and we were making jokes a moment ago about as we sit here and record, the ninth vote, Derek, I don't know if you knew that or not, the ninth vote was ninth still a vote. no-go for Kevin McCarthy. But I'm going to predict once everything comes together and the House of Representatives, which is now in the Republican rule, I'm going to predict in 2023 that the House of Representatives will do a major halt to a lot of the spending that's been happening in Washington. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of deadlock, a lot of gridlock. Deadlock, deadlock gridlock, yeah. holy cow. I mean, I don't know if you saw the bill that they passed for $1.7 trillion. Yes, I say bill. That's really the budget for the government through September 30th. That's, I don't, right. that's what that looks like. It's not necessarily a bill. It is, hey, here's our budget through September 30th. Um, why the Republicans wouldn't put a, a halt on that until the House of Representatives got in place, I don't know. We can talk about that again. But uh, I guess everybody just wanted to get home for Christmas. The elf on the shelf had to want to happen. See the had to see they family. wanted to see the family. Had to, I mean, yeah. wanted to see the family. I mean, for those of y'all that don't know, um, all the people that are in Washington D.C., ninety-nine percent of them's family lives in Virginia. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, they live at the apartment. I'm sorry, they live at the condo paid for by the constituents right down the street. So don't let them fool you that they want to get to Grandma's house. But uh, yeah, I'm going to predict that the House Representative, once they do get that kind of figured out, that uh, the Republicans do a pretty big job of. of putting a stop to a lot of spending that otherwise would happen. So that'll be my prediction. What's yours? Again, I, th- I think that's a good prediction. Um, because Your, I, I Yours is morbid. Go ahead. My, mine's a little morbid. Uh, I don't know. I, all right, I'm going to put it out. I, I did, a, I did a, a negative one or a morbid one and a, a positive one. Okay, yeah. uh, I, I did say I do believe. Um, and I, I, Sadly. Sadly. I, I do think that there's going to be a national leader in power uh, who, will, who will die. Not saying that they're going to be assassinated. Not saying that they're going to be, you know, anything like that. Uh, it could just be. But I think that the the death of that person, whether they're old, whether it's a, just a heart attack or a stroke or something like that, or if car accident or something. car accident, or hopefully nothing worse than that, yeah, sure. but that it will cause more instability uh, in the national and po- the I guess global politics than currently exists. So I think that there's going to be some kind of void or vacuum that will happen that will cause even more instability with everything going on, the war with Russia, you know, obviously what's going on in our own country with the infighting, uh, with um, everything going on in, you know, different parts of, of Europe uh, and Africa with the uh, the civil wars going on. So I think that there's a lot of that, and of course with China, uh, with now them trying to open their country back up. I think there will be some somebody of importance will unfortunately uh, die this year that's going to cause issues with that. On the positive side, though, I think that the stock market, which was down about 22% in 2022, which is, again, 22 and 22, um, the market will rebound. And I do think that we're going to get right at double-digit increase uh, in 2023. I do think the market will come back. They factored in all of the the rate increases. They factored in the fact that inflation is still here. It will. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly. But that once you get to December thirty first, twenty twenty three, the market will be up around nine to ten percent for the year. Yeah, you hope that the Feds and what what the different interest rate uh, increases that they've been doing it slows down inflation. You hope that the war in Ukraine begins to. Uh, you know, we start to see some ground, uh, some some stuff for negotiation. Yeah, Putin, I know, think did, we're right there on that. Well, Putin, he he asked for a three day ceasefire. I mean, okay, the, the, okay. today in the that. news, he did ask. Okay. Now, I don't know if it's going to be accepted, but he right. did. That. He he asked for a three day ceasefire. Yeah, I think that from what I can tell, into December, he was ready to sit down and begin to talk, begin to negotiate, uh, and do those things. So, Derek, we have on our outline. You mentioned resolutions for 2023. Uh, dude, I don't necessarily. I, I don't really necessarily do a lot of resolutions. I could do the usual lose 30 pounds, get back in the gym, the whole shebang. I could do all that, but then I'm going to look up on February 1st, and it's going to be like, I'm a loser, and none of that stuff happened for me. I do want to – I have been thinking about something. Um, we talk a lot. We don't have to go deep into it or whatever, but um, our kids don't know struggle. I'm not talking <laughs> about our kids. I'm talking about this generation. This generation of 25 and younger in Hernando, Mississippi. Okay, I agree with Do that. not know struggle. I, I, I agree. They, yes. they, they, we have created a cloud – for our children, that I, I, get, I do get scared about what things might look like. And look, I'm not talking about struggle from, you know, a, a cancer diagnosis or different thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about privilege is a word that I hate to talk about and listen and say and so forth. But man, we are we are darn sure comfortable. And I want to 
work on that specifically with my son in 2023 from a standpoint of you can be as privileged as you want to be, but you don't have to be a jerk, well, not which I'm not saying he is. What I'm saying is, is I've paid attention to some different things over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. For the last sixty years, it's been I want my kid, I want my kids to go to school because I couldn't. I want my kids to walk downhill to school because right. I walked uphill. Blah 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 blah. All that stuff. Our kids are really, whew, man. It's I'm well, telling you. Well, man, in one way, <laughs> our, our generation, else. our generation being, I guess, Generation X yeah. and or very very old millennials, um, our generation has done a wonderful job in the fact that. Our kids definitely have it easier than we do. Sure. If that's the goal of every generation, is to have the one after them to, you know, have it better than they did. We have one thousand percent achieved that. But is that to our detriment? I think I think that's what you're saying. And not and do they actually understand the value of a dollar? Well, and something else, Derek. I mean, again, we won't stay too much. It's not a resolution. It's more of a reflection that I'm thinking of, and and so forth. You and I and dads now for dads for the last decade, we rarely miss a ball game. 40 years ago, people were missing ball games because those dads and moms, not just dads, but, but some moms, they had to work. Yes. Right? They had to work. And not only in today's world, we position our schedule around kids' ball games. We position our schedule around our kids mm-hmm. and our stuff. And it's just, especially in Hernando, Mississippi, while I'm glad to be under the water tower, man, it's really, I worry for the next 15, 20, 25, 30 years, these kids don't piece together that a hard day's work, like whether it's with your mind or with your hands or with your physical or whatever it is, how are the bills going to be paid? I want to do a better job of that in 23 with my son and my kids and, and really seeing and paying attention to that. And again, just because you grow up privileged or in a safe environment does not mean you have to be uh, taken for granted or rude to others that maybe don't. A prime example is like how people treat uh, you know waiters and waitresses yeah. and stuff like that. Hey, let me tell you, there are people that treat us here when they run a, you know how people can act with a yeah. rental car, very dismissive, very rude about this stuff, and act like we are beneath them. And I'm not going to do it in 23. I'm going to get better at it, and and it's not going to be, it's not going to happen here in my office. I assure you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. And I'm sick of Cadence Bank treat me that. <laughs> <laughs> we we see it some of it as a positive, right? So because we are are uh, everybody can get a job if they want one. Sure. Everybody can, could choose to be fully employed, and not only can they be fully employed, but they have so much uh, power, if you want to call it that, over their employers right now that they can ask off to be at the ballgames. Sure, exactly. They can they can rearrange. That that could be seen as a good thing, yeah. that we all now, okay, well, now I, my work-life balance is much better than it was for my parents. That seems like it should be a good thing. But, again, it, it, I think it is to a certain point until you cross that point, and then you're just raising a bunch of spoiled kids. Right, exactly. And I, you know, my son, for the, you know, for the first time – I mean, he's had some odd jobs. He's been a referee for soccer and stuff like that. But he is working through the Christmas break. Sure. And let me tell you something for him. It is eye-opening. Right, um, and so I think that – Again, where does the food come from? Where does right. the roof come from? Where does the electricity come from? This this 25 and under generation, wow, it's just, hey, guys, something like someone's got to give. It, well, it and comes and from I, so somewhere. Have them find a job. Find, whether, they, whether you think they need one or not – um, again, he, he'll be working now. He'll be working next summer. It's when he gets his check and he and the taxes disappear. That was a conversation we had course, two weeks yeah. ago, and he's like, "What is that?" Yeah, that and I'm like, "I'll tell you exactly what that is." But again, I'm not even talking necessarily about you know the cushiness or the cloud or the softness of whatever. Man, you can be you could be the mo- you could be the richest person in the world, but if you're kind yeah. and polite oh, and respectful 
and know that God blessed you a certain way, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I want to preach in 2023 to to Wilson and Hannah Grace and Evelyn and certainly to my youth group that we work with, you know, because we're blessed. We're taking a trip during MLK weekend that we we get to go on. And, yes, the parents pay money to go. And if you don't have the money, the church does and all that kind of stuff. But, man, not everybody's on a Klein tour bus heading down to Pulaski, Mississippi to hear the gospel for four days. And I want to – everything I'm involved in, I want to be a part of – just respect and kindness and realizing how blessed we are here under the water tower. Well, I mean, that's, that's our not, That's a resolution. Yeah, that's a resolution. So I want, I just want to be respectful of that. And again, in my office, and I'm sorry we're going on for this little tangent, it's not a resolution, it's a reflection. And I want my office to be, I'll treat you with kindness to rent you this car, but you're going to treat me with kindness when you return it with gas and reasonably, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And you're not, that's just, that's what I want 23 to be like. And that's what I'm going to try and do in 23. So your resolutions are a bit different. You laid some out and, uh, none uh, of them, none <laughs> of them are like mine. So go ahead. <laughs> well, you're now mine see pale in comparison with no, the, not at all. No. But I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big list guy and I've got, I won't tell you how many resolutions I have. And I, I won't tell you that I have it on a spreadsheet and that I, I do explain to keep up with them. Uh, but I, I did share with you three. Okay, that's cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'll share with, I'll share with the listeners three. Um, and I kind of picked them from three different areas, I guess. Uh, I mean, I do plan, you know, spend more time with the family. I do plan on making as many games as I can. Those are always those are ongoing resolutions. That's not something new. I think that what's new for me this year, uh, that's actually new. Well, hang on, as you you said, you're going to go to more games. But here's the thing, I, I'm going to try to make the make, games, make, make more I, games, not but more here, games, here, just here, the games. But here's what we don't: the last 15 or 20 years of kids, a generation, if mom or dad or grandma can't make it because they're working. It's okay. It's okay. No, no. <laughs> the and, game and look, goes and, on, and, 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 and that's Allie the tough part. Yeah, Allie understands. She already had one in December that was like 3 p.m., and I was like, hey, baby, I'm not going to be there. Well, I've, to- I've, to- <laughs> I've told you before that I've gone to soccer practices where it was both sets of grandparents, yeah. aunts, uncles, and families yeah, okay. for practice okay. for six-year-old soccer. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, unless, you're that, unless that's your Keep family going. reunion, y'all want a free place to have a family reunion. <laughs> exactly, it's okay. dude. I'm just like, whoa. Go <laughs> ahead. Right. So here are my three resolutions. Again, this is uh, of the, my list that I had. Uh, the first one, Matt, is to read a book a month. Did that in 2022. I'm going to uh, go with a chapter a month. I'll read one chapter a month. Got it. Go ahead. Um, but I, I got a couple books for Christmas. Uh, I already know about two or three more I'm going to buy. So, again, a book a month, I think that's something that's achievable. Sure, that's good. And uh, so that's something I'm looking forward to. The next one is one new outdoor experience. Now, again, and, and what I'm probably going to pick is pickleball. Now, and some of y'all are like, man, you're, you missed the boat. You're so far, you're so far, you're so late or whatever. I understand. I got a pickleball set for Christmas, two paddles and four balls. First of all, I had no idea they were wiffle balls. So I got the set and uh, for my brother-in-law who plays all the time, and, and he was a, a tennis player in college, so he's really good. But it doesn't sound like, you know, it, I understand it. I've watched some of the stuff on TV. Uh, and I, so, again, if you're a pickleball player, I want this to be my new outdoor experience I've never played before. I've never stepped on a tennis court to play pickleball before. So if you're out there, please reach out to me, the podcast, the uh, email address. Let me know. I would love to join some people in a league, in a in a, in a hit-around, whatever it's called. Uh, but pickleball, so one new outdoor experience right now, uh, I, I think pickleball will be most likely the one. And then finally, Matt, I guess uh, I do like to run. Uh, I have now, uh, I guess one resolution is I'm not running anything further than a 10K, uh, maybe the rest of my life, definitely in 2023. And uh, I want to do a sub 21-minute 5K. So I have a time that I'm shooting for on a 5K. I haven't really done that before. I've had it, you know, I want to kind of do my best. But no, no, I have a time that I want to set, a sub 21-minute 5K. I'm 48 years old. 
if, if that's a if that's a poor goal, if I should be running 18 or 19, I'm sorry, I'm disappointing you. If you're like, that's way too fast, you're going to kill yourself, I hope not. But anyway, that's my uh, goal for, I guess, my physical, whatever, exercise goal for 2023. Yeah, Derek, you and I are part of a um, Bible study on Thursday mornings, and, and we've been working through a book and enjoyed that. So reading is something I, I wish I did more. Uh, what I struggle with is the second I sit down and start reading, I'm telling you, within the first three pages, I'm Sleep. yawning. Yeah. It does not I'll be sitting there sometimes and just go to read Evelyn something and yawn. And it's it's like a reaction. So, got to get better. And I guess that's just uh, you know trying. But like I said, sorry we took over. Sorry, at least my reflection kind of took over a little bit there. And uh, we'll see what that looks like. Maybe that's something we can all. I mean, again, you can't get mad at the generation ahead of us. But what we can do is express to them. I mentioned our youth group. Uh, you know, our youth pastor is going through something, and people that know are listening. Every second is special. Yes. Every second is special to him right now. And the fact that middle school boys would make a mess at dinner and not clean it up, ooh, that's that's flying all over me right now. So I got to pray about that and get better at that. Well, there, let's move on. Something that does not stop. Kids, keep playing sports year-round, ready to rock and roll, and we're excited to cover the local sports scene when it comes to Hernando High School, Lewisburg High School, and North Point Christian School in South Haven, where your daughter uh, attends and your wife works. Those are the three schools that we cover. So let's go ahead and kick it off. When it comes to sports, up at North Point, what's been going on since our last show? All right, so we're going to catch up on all the games very, very quickly and then let you know what's happened this week. So we'll start, as you mentioned, with the North Point girls. The girls went 0-2 over the Christmas break, losing to Nettleton and Kasuth in the Alcorn Central Tournament, uh, which is a uh, county close to Corinth in Mississippi, uh, over the break. The girls looked to rebound and get back in the district on Tuesday night, traveling to St. George's to play a big district rival. This game was a nail-biter throughout, with North Point taking the lead 14-10 after the first quarter, only to be down one at the half. The Lady Trojans were still down by one at the end of the third, but outscored the Lady Griffins 18-16 in the fourth to pull out an exciting district win, 46-45. Lily Milligan led the team with 18 points, and Nala Herrera had 15. They will next play at home Thursday night, tonight, against Margo and Hebrew, which will be another district game. Uh, the North Point boys, they were also they were coming off a win and a loss over the Christmas break, and they also faced off against St. George's on Tuesday night. The Trojans took a three-point lead after the first and then extended that lead to 34-28 at the break. However, St. George's used a 22-14 run in the third quarter to go up by four heading into the final frame. The two teams then traded shots, but North Point could not get closer than three as they lose a tough game to a bitter rival, 64-61. Chris Gilliland led the Trojans with 34 points. They will look to also to rebound against a traditionally weaker opponent in Margolin Hebrew Thursday night. Now going down to Lewisburg. The Lewisburg girls won their own classic championship over the holiday, going 4-0 and beating New Albany 49-43 in the finals to prepare them for region play that starts at the end of this week. Allie Carroll was huge for the Lady Patriots during that stretch, totaling 72 points and 40 rebounds in the four games. It's a very solid double-double average for the senior. On Tuesday, they were supposed to play Bahelia, but Bahelia had trouble with their gym. I'm assuming I think they had uh, leaks uh, from all the rain that yeah, we had. Sure, of course. And the game was canceled. They will now open district play at home versus DeSoto Central Friday night. Lewisburg boys. The Lewisburg boys lost in the semifinals of their tournament and won the consolation game, coming in third in that tournament over Lafayette 62-46. to 
They also canceled their game with Bahalia and will host DeSoto Central on Friday. Both teams will be looking to make a deep run this year in the district and make some noise in the playoff with both of, the, both of them having great uh, non-conference schedules and records. The Hernando girls. The Lady Tigers played in the New Hope Trojan Classic over Christmas and lost both their games, the last to a good Tupelo team. The girls started the new year on another tough test uh, going on the road to Oxford. The game did not start well for the Lady Tigers as they were shut out 17 to nothing in the first quarter and down 27 to 9 at the half on the way to a loss against the Lady Chargers. The Hernando boys also played in the New Hope Trojan Classic over the break and lost to Columbus and Wayne County the last game by eight points. They also started back this week into action against Oxford and also started off slowly down 27-8 at the end of the first and then 35-18 at halftime. They made a run in the third to close it within 50-36 before settling for a 68-50 loss. Now let's move on to the uh, soccer teams. Now both soccer teams had off over the two-week break match, Matt, which I'm sure you were pleased with. And these, have, these are the Hernando soccer teams. That's who we're covering. That's right. The Hernando soccer teams had no scheduled matches until this week. They returned to action this week on Tuesday, traveling to Oxford to face off on the pitch against the Commodores. The Lady Tigers drop a close match against the Lady Commodores 4-3 to and will look to regroup this Friday against Horn Lake in a crucial district match. Goals were scored by Catherine Bush, Loxley Boyles, and Riley Jackson. The Hernando boys started off, they had a quick goal by the Commodore, saw the Tigers down 1-0 and immediately having to climb out of a hole. Ten minutes in, Logan Fregale finds Calvin Harrison on the equalizer. Harrison then finds the back of the net again just before halftime on a rebound at the top of the box to make it 2-1 at the half. In the second half, Joseph Thornhill scores 15 minutes into the second to make it 3-1 Tigers, and then Tyler Starn scores with 16 minutes left to end the scoring and secure the Tigers' 4-1 win. The next game is a district game at Horn Lake as the Tigers will try to go 2-0 in district play. Thanks, Derek, for catching us up on all the different uh, high school basketball. Again, we cover North Point Christian. Lewisburg High School, and then the Under the Water Tower team, literally right on the Water Tower, the Hernando Tigers. So thanks for catching us up on all those different things. Look forward to uh, completing basketball season, getting back into the uh, coverage of sports for the uh, winter and then spring sport. So good luck to all those young people as they continue to battle, whether it be the Trojans, the Tigers, or the Patriots. Good luck for the next coming weeks. As you mentioned earlier, Derek, when we do our shout-outs, the only one we're going to mention is, uh, you know, again, important to us, Cruel Fernando, 11th annual Mardi Gras ball this coming Saturday, February 18th. Again, Saturday, February 18th. If you've ever been to the Mardi Gras ball, you know how wonderful uh, a time it is. A lot, a lot of fun. It's a great cause. This is what funds a lot of our giving throughout the year. Our goal this year is to raise over $40,000 for local charities. So please consider helping us uh, come out and enjoy one of the biggest party bands in the entire Southeast, Mustache the Band. They're a 90s country cover band. And uh, again, I've heard nothing but wonderful things. Uh, really the crowd, especially if you're 35 and younger, a crowd that you've probably seen in Starkville, seen in Oxford numerous times, please consider coming out again Saturday, February 18th. Black tie is a preferred. Uh, it's $100 per person. You can get tickets at Cadence Bank on Commerce Street or Guarantee Bank right there at the corner of Commerce and Mackingville. Again, Guarantee Bank or Cadence Bank. Email us if you need to uh, more information. 
track down Derek and myself. We can tell you all about it. It's our 11th annual Mardi Gras Ball. We took one year off because of COVID, and we will not be denied this year. Really, really looking forward to that. Saturday, February 18th, the 11th annual Mardi Gras Ball for the crew of Fernando. Well, look, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, somewhere on that app is going to be a way for you to share our podcast. You can email it, text them, put it on Facebook any way you can. Share it and let people know all about the UTW Podcast. Hopefully you'll enjoy the new changes we're making, and those will be coming up at the beginning of February. Really looking forward to those changes. I hope it's something that people will enjoy. Also, give us a five-star review. Give us that thumbs up. Helps us move up when it comes to local podcast. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, glad to be back for 2023. Looking forward to the changes. Excited about a once-a-week show. A little bit more meat. You can tell this is a, a longer show. All of our shows are going to be a bit longer than you know the two shows that we were doing. Sometimes we're averaging anywhere from 45 to 55 minutes. So something new we're doing. Excited. Looking forward to a wonderful 2023. Good luck with your resolutions. As I mentioned, uh, well, I mean – Good Lord, I rambled on for quite a while. So, it was, it was good. But fine. people are going to think I hate this generation. I don't. I, I mean, I love my kids, <laughs> but, you know, anyway, we uh, we kid, of course. Thanks for going on this journey with us for 2023. We really appreciate the time off and looking forward to a wonderful January. One thing we've always done on our Friday show is encourage people to attend a local church. That's going to be a little bit easier now uh, that we only have one show a week. We mentioned and, and certainly prayed for you to uh, possibly uh, enter church again when it comes to uh, the Christmas season. Uh, but again, here we are in January. Here we are with the time of resolutions. Turning the page in your life, and we, we think you would enjoy attending a local church this Sunday. And really, uh, we want to encourage you to attend a, uh, a local Sunday school class. I have a Sunday school class that has been a great part of my life for the last 10 years. Uh, Derek is a Sunday school teacher at Hernando Methodist. And uh, whether it be at Hernando Methodist or Hernando Baptist or you name it, the dozens of churches all across Hernando and DeSoto County, please let this Sunday be your first day back when it comes to church. Matt, I completely agree. Uh, and please get out there if you can, and that's you know if you're drawn to it, and, and hope that you find the right one. Also, Matt, I want to say real quickly before we sign off, uh, happy birthday to Hannah Grace, happy birthday to Wilson again, happy birthday to my wife, uh, and my son, uh, and my mother-in-law, uh, and my niece, who will all be Come celebrating on. Hey, birthdays. I, I, I now feel bad. I forgot all those. My God. Yeah. So all, all we'll those, send you a text. So we'll we, send have, you a text. we have six, six, I guess, related birthdays, six uh, family-related birthdays within a week time period. So just a, a lot going on. But I want to say happy birthday to all of them. Absolutely. Happy birthday to everybody. Happy New Year to all the people here under the water tower. We look forward to a great, wonderful New Year. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.